Hello everybody and I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and we're back here for episode 180, Matrix Resurrections, Big Trouble Little Podcasts. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. Zach. And yes, we are finally going to review the latest Matrix movie. Is it good? Is it bad? We'll talk I mean, about finally, it came out less than a week ago. I don't know. Maybe somebody wanted to hear us when it came out, but it, it was Christmas. We had to we had to take a break and you know chow down and be with families. But we are here, and we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about Mr. Anderson, um, you guys been playing, watching, or doing during the holidays, or what, what did you do for the holidays in general? Start off with uh, Zach. Um. Well, uh, I watched. Spider-Man No Way Home uh, weekend before. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty damn good, I must say. Um, some people might say it might do that whole nostalgia act thing uh, better than some other movies that just came out recently. Uh, I might be one of those people. I have I, I had this strange feeling that it's gonna be a two to one where I'm gonna be like I enjoyed it and then you guys hated it. We'll see. We'll get there. Um, and I've been playing Forza and uh, kind of random stuff. Uh, I've been watching Doom Patrol more. I just got through season two. I've I've gone through season one and two. Watch that show if you have HBO Max. Watch it. It's very different. Very different kind of show compared to like what you think. Oh, DC uh, bullshit. No, mm. it's uh, <laughs> lots of stuff happens in that show that's like way out of left field. And I think a lot of that's just based on the the source material. Yeah, I'm about to axe uh, HBO Max from the lineup. Maybe I'll give it a shot before I do. I think you should. Um, I also got finished watching Witcher season two, and that was cool too. Henry Cavill for the win. Yeah, Henry Cavill. He, he's like thrown out there, like, oh, we should have like a Red Dead movie. And I'm like, are you gonna? He just sp- wants to do. He just wants to do video game movies. He yeah. just wants to be the main guy of video game movies. But he, the fun, the thing about him is though, is like he genuinely means that from a place of like, I just want to be the main guy. That would be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you see him on social media, and I get the impression that he just genuinely does enjoy this stuff, and that's refreshing. Does he's a huge nerd for real? <laughs> yeah, Andy, what about you? Uh, I started out the break by going to Florida. Sadly, I didn't. I didn't come. Ca- I I had your address, so I looked it up. And I was three hours away, and I thought, you know, oh, what if I drove up there? We had lunch, but that didn't happen. Um, uh, so I didn't get to do a lot during the trip. But what I did do is downloaded a mobile game to play. And normally, this wouldn't be worth mentioning the show, but. This is a game that Yuji Naka, the chief programmer from Sonic the Hedgehog on the Genesis, uh, designed, programmed, and released by himself. Like, <laughs> he didn't do it with his company. He just, like, as as a, as a solo project, like, oh, I made this game and I put it out. He just tweeted. It was like, I made this game. Try it out. It's kind of fun. It's just called Hit uh, 2048. And you just, like, flick dice at other dice. It's, it's pretty just, like, mind-numbingly stupid. But so are most of the best cell phone games. I just wanted to bring it up just because it's so bizarre that it was Yuji Naka who was like, oh, I was bored, so I made a fucking Android game. It's so, so, so interesting. Um, uh, 
both both ways on that trip. I listened to a bunch of uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History again. Still great. I talked a lot about that on the last episode. Um, uh, for Christmas, I watched some Christmas stuff. Christmas Vacation. Um, I watched Die Hard and It's a Wonderful Life back to back. That was really weird. Um, and then I watched a bunch of not Christmas stuff. There's a new Grand Tour special. Fucking love the Grand Tour. Uh, car- uh, Carnage et Toi is what it's called. It takes place in France. It's very funny. Uh, then I watched um, Amazon has been recommending to me every time I watch the Grand Tour that I should watch each of the three presenters have their own like solo projects. Uh, Clarkson's farm is literally just about Jeremy Clarkson owns a farm in Britain and it's just a year on the farm but that year has like the worst flooding and rains that Britain's seen in, in years and COVID starts and a bunch of other stuff so it's actually an incredibly interesting show I was really, I started I put it on like on my tablet while I was playing Forza thinking I had something to make noise and then ended up having to watch it not playing the game because it was so interesting and I was paying such a close attention to it after that i I started watching uh james may's show our man in japan it's just him traveling japan and doing like weird japanese stuff but it's not it's not too cliche i mean there are giant robots in it but it is some some more interesting stuff dog sledding and and some other stuff that you don't necessarily associate with japan show is good it's not as good as clarkson's farm was but i'm enjoying it so far um watched a bunch of the newest season of curb your enthusiasm it's really funny but you know if you if you like curb your enthusiasm you know what to expect uh there's a new show on tubi called freak brothers that i saw (laughs) advertised so i tried to watch it and it sucks so (laughs) don't watch that uh watch tommy boy watch fight club (laughs) they're both movies from the 90s they're both great and i love them i just wanted to watch them because they're like comfort food those movies kick ass nice that's it all all that stuff in a a fuckload of forts of course so i played halo um i got a big chunk of the story out of the way i played multiplayer i haven't got my cat ears yet I, i plan on getting my cat ears from my spartan um you have to do something really special to get cat ears like prestige or something yeah you could either do the event uh or i believe it's like a something with the shop uh but i know with game pass you get it automatically so i'm just gonna put them on i just haven't had a chance to have them yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i also played a little bit of dark souls 2 because i want to i want to learn how to play those games uh, i know what you mean like i get that itch all the time like they're such a big deal i feel like i should at least give them a shot yeah because like i have to have patience at playing that game because you can't just obviously run and gun you have to learn how to parry you could actually dodge the enemies and just move on and go throughout the you know the levels and stuff you could do that but i, I just want to learn it so I, I i bought that and the third one because they were like mad cheap uh, I got it for ten dollars on the Xbox Store, and then I got a, the third one for fifteen in the Xbox Store. Um, movies. Uh, I wasn't really festive this year. I didn't see It's a Wonderful Life. I did watch Die Hard because uh, <laughs> I always have to watch Die Hard. Um, and because my friend, because I dragged my friends to watch uh, a Karate Christmas uh, Miracle on Discord with them. Um, they dragged me to watch a wrestling uh, 
Christmas miracle. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what's that like? So, that movie is not a direct sequel. It's, I didn't think so. It just has the same cast, right? Yeah, it has the same cast. The mother from the first one is not there anymore. Um, the the babysitter is the new mom now. Uh, the father is like this CIA uh, wrestler who wrestles uh, elephants. Uh, what? Because a dictator from another country chose that elephant to wrestle him. And that's a side story that happens. What, How like, do you wrestle what? an elephant? I have no idea. I can picture wrestling a bear because it's like not terribly larger than a human. But <laughs> an elephant is terribly larger than a human. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. <laughs> I, I just want to tell you the plot because, you know, the, oh the psychic and then like some random dude. Uh, they're like villains. They Because the kid is making a movie because his friend is in a coma. And he believes if he makes the greatest com- uh, comedy movie that his friend will wake up from a coma. That's the plot. And the, Who told him this? Himself. The script? The script told him this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, pr- and pretty much the, um, the plot is the villains steal the movie because it's on a hard drive. And nobody made copies. And somehow it wasn't on his computer anymore. That they put it up for ransom for one million dollars. The, the kid knows the actors because one of the people are in the film that he made. So instead of going to the cops to get his movie back because it was stolen property, he just said, "Fuck it, we'll, we'll go into a, a gym and we'll have a Mexican gun standoff." Yeah, that's yeah. how men solve their problems. They don't yeah, involve I mean, the police. There, there's got to be thousands of movies that wouldn't exist if not for the phrase instead of going to the cops they blankety blankety blank yeah. and zach is zach and all uh our wrestling uh community will know this reference but there's a vince ruto swerve in this movie oh shit yes bro <laughs> bro bro tell me what it is bro you, you don't want to know bro because it's gonna be brolicious I don't, I don't know what i'm talking about anymore um other than that Oh, and I got Paramount Plus, by the way. I got 30 days for free. So I decided to look around, and me and my dad are watching the 1883 TV show. I was just about to ask, if you got it, can you watch 1883 and tell me if it's good? Because the commercials make it look great. It's good. God damn it. And you know what's I don't want to get Paramount Plus, but that show looks really cool. Get it for 30 (laughs) days. Wait, uh, actually... You have until un- every episode's out, right? You have until January second to do the thirty days, so might want to sign up for that. The, the the most amazing thing is you got Sam Elliott, and then you have t- two country singers. You have Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, and they're great in the show. They're really? Tim McGraw is my favorite uh, character in the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I I highly recommend that mo- uh, yeah. show. I thought it looked really good, and I was I was watching the trailer or the trailer, the commercial before something on YouTube it was like this show looks fucking badass, and it was like only on Paramount Plus, and I was like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> By the, I just noticed this because we obviously everybody every January we do our Twilight Zone episodes because of the New Year's because it always shows during the New Year's Eve. Um, they took it off Netflix. It's on Paramount really? Plus now. <laughs> Is it still on Amazon? Maybe. I I don't know, but since 
because I went to the page because I went Google and I went to Twilight Zone to see where it streams and I clicked on Amazon, but it then it showed like the Paramount Plus subscription button. So I don't know if they. Yeah, I have access to it anyway, but it's still kind of annoying. Everyone mm. should have direct access to that show. Yeah, so at least I had Paramount Plus, so I'll, I'll be covered for the month of January. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I think it's time to get into this movie. Um, this is the fourth installment, not not counting the Animatrix. It's a direct sequel to from Revolutions, and it's Matrix Resurrections. I want to, I want to put this out there. Because every YouTuber, every reviewer that I'm reading, they've been using this title. This is terrible. Awful. Are you tagging with that with this movie? Do you think it's awful? Like, do you think it's that bad? No. Okay. I mean, I know it's clickbait, obviously, with all these titles. That's the problem. And I was was trying to think of how I felt about this movie. And, you know, we're... Where this is this is supposed to come at the end, but let's just go ahead and, and just talk about this right now. Uh, I was trying to think about how I feel about this movie, and I do want to either be like, "Oh man, that movie! It was way better than I thought it was going to be," or "This is a piece of shit. It's I wish they would have never done this." And I still kind of wish they hadn't done this. You, know, it, it, you want it to be one or the other, but really, it's just like it's a pretty good movie. Like yeah. I was entertained. It didn't change my life, but it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was okay. It was fine. Yeah, and the only reason why I'm bringing that up in the beginning, because it's every, and I know it's 50-50. You know, you have the one side that's saying it's good, the other side saying it's it's bad. Right. But, like, everywhere I'm going, like, the points that we're going to be talking about this, I'm just like, why do they think it's terrible? And some of these YouTubers and, and people and stuff that I do read articles, um, they do say the word it's terrible it's bad waste of time and i'm like there's things about it that are terrible yeah i think and there's things about it that are like genuinely like super cool like it, it's got it's got some of both and it's you know here we are we're, we're making a podcast about popular culture and movies and stuff like that too mm. and i feel like it would be in our best interest to be more bombastic you know choose a side and, and and defend it you know one of us each side or something but it you know like like i was saying it, it kind of has some of each in it yeah and everyone feels this need obviously the way to describe the movie then would be it's very divisive it's very polarizing but i don't feel polarized by this movie whatsoever i just you know okay it was pretty good i think because we went through the series and seeing the sequels and then automatically going into this the next movie it took away of the blow that i think some most people are overreacting um some people have been waiting a decade for this movie yeah and you know they they always it's kind of like star wars fans right like when the new trilogy came out people are like oh prequels are fucking trash and then this trilogy came out and you're just like what the fuck let's go back to the prequel times and all that stuff uh some people i won't say all uh and and the same thing like this they they look at the matrix as being the best and then obviously there's some miss and hits for the second and third and then they wait that decade and then boom we're into this movie and they're just like oh this is so terrible so much fan service and I'm like, you're not reading it between the line. They're doing the fan service a lot 
for joking reasons. Well, I feel like the whole first act, like before Neo is awakened back to the real world, all the fan service, all the little winks, all the references, that's extremely on purpose. That's the whole fucking point. Mm -hmm. Is it supposed to be like outrageously fan servicey and self-referential? Beginning, um, this is a good enough place to start as anyway. Uh, the first third of the movie is my favorite. Like, after Neo comes back to the real world and remembers who he is, it was still entertaining, and there's still, like, some good fights and everything, but I I preferred before he knew what was going on. Because he, there was there was a few times I started thinking, like, what I wish they would have done, and they would never do this, but I wish they would have done something like, um, I'm trying to think of other examples besides uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, but, like, a movie about the movies... Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done a thing where the original three Matrix movies were fiction and that that would be the swerve is he really is like delusional. He's having like Jacob's Ladderian delusions of that that was real and he's trying to come to grips with that. Like, I think that would have been a more interesting movie. That's why I like the beginning of this movie more. Yeah. Because up until then, I was having a lot more fun with that. I also have fun that they play with... um uh warner brothers they just say warner brothers warner brothers said they're making a sequel with or without us so we're gonna have to make a sequel to these games that you never wanted to make a sequel for i I like that that's in the movie a lot because i really see that being the conversation that that was had so let me go to zach uh the same question from beginning did you like come out of this movie and like god damn it i waste my time why did they like i could i could say 90% 90% they should have never made this movie. They should have just left it alone. But here it is. We have it in front of us. Do you really think that this movie was that bad how other people are putting it? No. Um, the only way I could really, I guess, the only reason why I guess I could see people thinking that is just because they've, they've just wanted another sequel so bad for so long. Mm. And I'm not really in that boat because I just got finished watching all these movies, really. Um but uh, I kind of felt the same way Andy did about like the first part where he's just a game programmer guy. And it's like, I really like that whole montage of him just going through his routine and it plays like the, uh, the Jefferson airplane song mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And he's like doing, he's do, taking all the blue pills he gets from his, his therapist and all this shit. Like that was, that was cool. That's one of the best parts of the movie is that that montage where it's like as time goes on, he gets more and more frustrated. He decides he dumps the pills in the sink the one day. That, that's, that was a, that's, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. That was a great montage. Uh, and um, like some of that stuff where they're like they're doing all this self-referential stuff. I'm like, OK, and then they do it a little bit more. And I feel like it's kind of a case of them having their cake and eating it, too, though. Like, they're doing it a little too much. It does get pretty outrageous. Yeah. yeah. And before we continue, everybody, please watch the movie before you listen to us talk, because we're just going to spoil the shit out of it from this point on. Yeah, uh, we probably should have said that up front, because yes. I've, <coughs> I've already said some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing, too, or, nothing too earth-shattering yet, but yeah, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. And to go back on what you were saying, Andy and, and Zach, like, the beginning movie had promise, um and 
I had this theory that like when we see uh, Mr. Anderson or Neo uh, coding binary the game and seeing that matrix code, I just thought about like the time the architect said, you know, there's like five different versions of you because we restarted the matrix a thousand times. And I just kept on thinking, I was like, wait, is he like the, another version who's coding himself into another simulation? Because he, he does make a simulation to test out the, the modal, uh, with the Morpheus and agent Smith. Like he creates that world to test things out. And like, I had that meta thing. And by the way, this whole movie is fucking full of metas just, in general, you know, with the Matrix being the the movies that we saw in the past, or like video games. Uh, you know, I wonder why they decided to make that change to change it to a, it was a game instead of movies. Maybe they were just cashing in on Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk and be like, we need to make like a movie kind of thing. I don't know. It probably made it a little easier to write because, like, a game developer programmer mm-hmm. would have more of he'd have something to do because if he had just made movies, he would have gone on and like made some flops instead or something. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it ties back to what his old job was. He was like old software programmer. Yeah, software guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Morpheus. Now I've heard some things like, Oh, they should have got the original guy. And I'm like, no, I like it. it the thing, obviously, if they would have had the chance to get Lawrence Fishburne, I don't know how to say his last name, but I think I said That's it right. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they had a chance to get him, they would put him in there. Um, but obviously, because of schedules and all that stuff, that couldn't happen. Same th- thing with uh, the guy who plays Agent Smith, Hugo Weaver. No, I, I think he probably just didn't want to do it at all. No, actually, there's an interview <laughs> where he said, I wanted to be Agent Smith, but... And they didn't ask... Yeah. What? Yeah. That's really surprising because usually he's really kind of like, no, I don't want to come back for a sequel. Fuck off. There's there's a few. I can't remember who else, but there's a few other actors and actresses that have said they didn't even ask. They didn't even ask me to be in the new Matrix movie. So okay. I, I just thought it was interesting that the only people who are back in it, you know, Neon Trinity, they, they explain it. They've just been in the, the machines, hooked them up to these weird lazarus pods or whatever so okay and then the one other person who comes back is jada plinkett smith it's just weird (laughs) (laughs) but the morpheus that keanu uh neo creates in his modal um because one he makes two characters in one he was morpheus and agent smith at the same time and he became self-aware as agent smith as morpheus and then he saw the coding on the the wall which i like that in the movie that we got to see when people started taking the red pill or you know being conscious about the real world and then seeing all this coding i thought that was cool but 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 with morpheus i liked him i i what i like about the wachowskis or lana wachowski is they know how to like uh change their plans and make the character doable because you know, obviously the Oracle changed because her, uh, the actress who played the original died and she said, well, I'm in this shell and that stuff gets explained with Morpheus and then Agent Smith. I don't think they said Agent Smith that much, but something, something worth pointing out, the casting in this movie is excellent. 
like everyone does a really good job in this movie. I I think it's just my opinion, but uh, the guy who plays Morpheus, whose name I can't pronounce, he did an awesome job. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Groff is uh, uh, Smith does a really good job. He he like is his own character, but there's a few times when he means to talk like Agent Smith, and he does a really good job of ma- of keeping it subtle. It's not like a caricature. It's not like a joke. Like it, he sounds like Smith, but it's not mm. silly. Um. Uh, the woman, what was it? Bugs, right? Is that yeah. her name? Yeah. Bugs. What a weird name, but it, good character, well casted, well acted. You know, the only thing uh, Neil Patrick Harris did an extremely good job, but it was kind of distracting just because it was Neil Patrick Harris. Mm. Just, just for me, like I don't know, it's, it's just it's such a it's such a weird role for him. This will sound dumb, but like I wasn't a hundred percent sure it was him until he took his glasses off. Those big, <laughs> those big blue frame glasses, kind of. Yeah. It hid the fact that it was Neil Patrick Harris from me. I'm like, that guy, I feel like I know that guy. And when he took the glasses off, he started being Neil Patrick Harris. I'm like, it's it's him. <laughs> yeah. I uh this is this is a weird minor gripe, but I feel like they missed an opportunity. And this would have been like this isn't subtle at all, and they like a little subtlety sometimes, but just um some thematic like some theming with the way characters are he's wearing bright blue glasses it's the blue pill that keeps you you know docile and in the matrix and ignorant but uh the 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 bugs her hair is blue missed opportunity make it red right Mm -hmm. yeah also her sunglasses were blue yeah they're also she's she's got a blue thing going on that she should have had a red theme and if the analyst had had a blue thing i don't know it's just i feel like it's a Missed opportunity to, to do a super obvious hammer meat nail visual metaphor, but eh, whatever, it's fine. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to bring up some good things before I guess we get into the negative. Uh, I I like the new technology that we see. We, I like the new alliance that we see, by the way, because it showed that the peace between the robots and humans actually did happen. But then there's like a civil. Yeah, machines. Robots. Yeah. Machines. Then they. Didn't they, didn't they uh, bug say like they're sentients or whatever? Sentients, yeah, something yeah. like that. And also they've got like programs on their side. And mm-hmm. they get to be like those weird Nana. marble people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I want to bring up. I love that like both worlds could communicate with each other. Like the program mm-hmm. comes to the real world. Uh, that's how Morpheus uh, can come to the real world. He's that marble, like nano machine kind of thing, uh, like a hologram it, to picture it, kind of just with marbles. <laughs> um, then you know, with them taking stuff from the Matrix and bringing it to the real world to grow food, food which was weird and amazing at the same time, and interesting on how they do that. Um, I love Agent Smith's character. I I love that we get that swerve kind of later um, because we're all just like, oh shit, they're fighting in the subway. And then obviously what happens later on when we talk about it, when it gets into the coffee shop, it kind of just goes like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I like that. Uh, but w- what, do, what do you guys have to say that you liked about the movie? Like I said, the casting's really good. Um what else did I like? Uh, oh, I forgot. Um, I like that they found an excuse for the the French guy, the Merovingian, to come back. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's weird. The stuff he's saying didn't, it seemed a little out of character because he's like whining about we used to have conversation and now everyone's on their phones or some some like fucking boomer shit like that. <laughs> but I, I just enjoyed that they were like, oh, by the way, this guy's in the movie and he's he's bummed out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, the first third of the movie before like when I, they had me questioning, like, where's this movie going to go? And even even knowing that there's a Morpheus and there's like the team that's like trying to wake him up. I was still like, you know, could it could it be a delusion or stuff? I really like the beginning of the movie. Um, what else? Uh, the movie does a good job of being a little more different, colorful than the, the, the other two sequels. Yeah. <laughs> you do that right now. Yeah. When, when they, cause it, Remember in Revolutions with Sati um, showing, like, did you do that with the sun? And then we see, like, this colorful San Francisco, which was really, you know, cool to see. And I, I like that, too. I like that they actually name shit this time. Because you remember that was one of my gripes when we were talking about Reloaded, is it was, like, the city, the mountains. That's boring. Like, the, here, it's, like, you see the skyline, and you're like, that's fucking San Francisco. Like, you know it immediately. It's really obvious. And at some point they're like, we're in Japan and they're on a bullet train in Japan. Like they don't, they don't like fart around trying to be mysterious about where they are in this one. Oh yeah. And that's more of the technology where they could just like hack through mirrors and and take doors that are different parts of the matrix world. That was really interesting to me too, is that they have to use mirrors now because there's no landlines anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they exist, but there's there's very little of them. I kind of wish they would have kept it a little bit though, because it would have made it even more tense. Because they'd have been like, we can't find a landline for blocks or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, Zach, what about you? What would you like about it? Um, I liked uh, some of the action stuff, some of the set pieces. Uh, like I liked later on in the movie, like when uh they're getting away for everybody and people were just jumping out of their fucking windows to try to land on them. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fucked up. I was like, holy shit. Well, it's just programs anyway. Well, they're people, I guess, but mm-hmm. they got taken over by programs, whatever. Swarm. They bought, they, they, they got botted. Yeah. They got, they, they turned into Zerg. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like, yeah, I like the dude that's playing Agent Smith in this movie. I liked it. The guy that was Morpheus version two, because mm. they they show you the original Morpheus did live and die already. Yeah, he 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 had his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he, he's a little bit more uh, witty, uh, funny. Um, and I guess I that's kind of it. Uh, the soundtrack sound was okay to me. Um, that was they, gonna be one of my gripes. I thought the soundtrack was kind of uninspired. It was like, eh, like it was there. Did they cover a Rage Against the Machine? Yeah, that's the end is yeah. a cover. I was that, I was saving that for like, what did you hate? Because that's one of the things I fucking hated. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, guys, get get Rage Against. Fuck. <laughs> From what I understand, it's like a pretty popular cover band. They do a bunch of covers of Rage songs, Rage Against the Machine songs, with like a brass band and stuff. But I just did not care for that cover at all. <laughs> but. I was thinking about it. That is the perfect, uh, perfect way to express kind of how I feel about this movie as a whole. It like parts of it feel, and you know, we're going to get more into the negatives. I don't know if you wanted to say some more positives dubs, but the movie kind of feels like a cover 
of a Matrix movie. It's got like a lot of the beats, but I feel like the tempo's different. I feel like the tone's different. The instrumentation has changed. The only thing I have to say, like as far as I like, uh, is that it does this meta thing, and it also does this uh, how technology is today, where everybody's on their phones. They showed that like pic- uh, scene where Neo is in the elevator with everybody looking at their phones, kind of giving a hint that like nobody socializes anymore. Then you had the French guy who's saying books are not good anymore, movies are not good anymore, and all that. Yeah. So. so like you have that it's a nail on the head like we all know about this but then like that that was my problem with it like yeah. it's just so obvious the other the other movies played with and, and they bring choice back in this movie but they do it like you know baby's first play-doh choice whatever but uh the other movies played with like what is real existentialism religion choice stuff like that and then this one it's got choice and it's also got yeah there's like that undertone of like technology has made people less sociable it's, it, it felt like something out of like a pixar movie yeah it really felt like i don't know it, it, it felt under the matrix to me but uh, whatever yeah I, I mean there are certain other beats that i kind of like about this movie um that i i i it would take like a really long time. So I don't want to get it because I watched a lot of videos after this, but I started to, but I stopped myself. I didn't want to spoil myself for this conversation, but after this, I might see what some people say. Yeah. Um, to get into the ne- negatives, unless Zach, you have any good things you want to put out there before we get to the bad side. Not a, not a whole lot. I pretty much cover everything I could think of. So it feels like WB went to Lana Wachowski and said, hey, you either do this movie or we just fucking find another director to do this movie because we're going to milk the franchise. I feel like that's what that scene implied because uh, Keanu Reeves goes into Jonathan Groff's office, they're business partners, and he's like, Warner Brothers has said they're going to make this game with or without us, so it might as well be with us. Mm. I, I really felt like someone wrote that, probably Lana Wachowski, as... They told me where they I had to do this movie, or they were gonna do it without me. So yeah. here I am. That's the way it felt to me. I, I'm right there with you. Like that's what I think happened. Yeah, and, and it totally feels like she went to at like the actor and actresses that she wanted to be like, hey, you want to make some money of doing bullshit? And they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> and and they did it. And listen, Keanu Reeves, I love him. Uh, he's most a. Uh, breathtaking <laughs> i'm using those words you're uh, breathtaking <laughs> person that is in hollywood right now there are times where i'm just like is he just fucking around when he's acting or is he just being himself i i can't tell because like when he had the interaction with morpheus and uh in the bathroom and stuff and he was acting all comedic in a way it just seemed out of character in this like type of movie, but like I enjoyed it in another way because I'm like, is it him just being him, or is that acting? <laughs> I don't know. So that kind of it, it was a detractor for me a little bit, but yeah, I think you made the most sense, Andy, when you said this is a cover of Matrix. I uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about too. Um, 
I have problems with the cinematography in this movie in that there are several times when stuff is clearly a set, like obnoxiously so. The the place where they have the fight with the programs where the Merovingian is shouting at them mm-hmm. and uh, Neo and Smith fall into the basement and have the fight down there. That whole set is just lit really poorly. It looks like a stage show. It looks like I'm at Universal Studio watching some actors do a fight. Mm-hmm. And, and I, there were several other times throughout the movie that I had either that same feeling or this is too outrageously computerly at the end when they're in uh neil patrick harris's house and trinity blows the wall off of it that on the other hand looked like all computer bullshit like i didn't like how it was lit either like i don't know what it was maybe maybe i'm just being too picky i don't know if you guys feel the same way but there were several scenes that i felt like just looked off and at the beginning of the movie that happened and i remember thinking is this on purpose is this like a is this going to come back later because this is all fake because he's clearly in the Matrix, or is he? And then later, it was like, uh, no, whoever's shooting this movie just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the some of the colors uh, that were in certain sets seem like out of different time periods. It was weird to me on like how uh, certain rooms were. I meant to look up. I wanted to know if it was the same cinematographer or photographers working on this movie as the old Matrix movies. Because if so, all they ever shot was dimly lit scenes. And in this movie, like I said, one of the things I like is that they take some chances with colorful stuff, well lit scenes, some different. There's a freaking coffee shop in this movie. It's weird, right? Simulate. Like <laughs> big, well lit game studio, stuff like that. But I don't know. I forgot to look that up, so I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but if it is, especially like Lana Wachowski, obviously probably doesn't have a well, doesn't have as much experience shooting that. Um, I know freaking Speed Racer was all shot on uh, uh, blue sets, probably, and um, I don't know much about what's it was called Jupiter Rising, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, it has what the fuck? What's his name? Magic Mike, whatever, what his name? <laughs> I, but I, I didn't see that, so I don't know how it looked or how it was lit or how it was supposed to look or anything. But I don't. It just it gave me the impression that like coming, obviously there's 20 years difference, but coming off of the the dark, dimly lit Matrix movies into this, someone didn't quite read up on what they were supposed to be doing. That, or maybe it was all just directive choices, and I'm just too soft brained to see how good it is i I didn't like it well i can confirm that the cinematography in all three of the previous films was done by one guy bill pope Pope. and in this movie it's done by two different people he's not involved huh really okay well that that shoots that theory yeah yeah i i also think the camera shots might have been different um because I don't know. They're trying to like show how it's a different simulation. I guess I don't know, but some some stuff looked okay. Some stuff looked like bullshit. Like that area where they fight all the fucking rogue programs and shit. That the thing is in the old movies is they were usually like that's a real life location. They're fighting in an office. They're fighting in the street. They're fighting on a, a roof. lobby or something. What the, yeah. what the fuck was that? That was like a bunch of scaffolding and it's like shit. in a cl- clock tower or a subway station or <laughs> and then like Neo falls in a fucking hole and they're like in a dilapidated 
locker room? What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, it was missing. Where where are all the most famous fight scenes taking place? Oh, I mean, the chateau is pretty outrageous. But other than that, it's that the lobby sense, in a government building is like the most famous scene in the entire Matrix quadrilogy, and it's just just slate gray walls and pillars. It's the whole the whole set, but yeah, yeah. yeah it, it... The, I I uh, trust me. I understand what they would, and I'm kind of jumping a little bit. the The reason why the source of the code, uh, when he gets out of the Matrix, he's not like fully the one, is because he his love for Trinity, um, was a part of the reason why he became the one, and with both of them together, <laughs> powers combined, like they're both the one. I didn't l- like that. <laughs> I I get it. Like I like the fact that um because we discussed this a little bit when we were talking about revelations, maybe the reason he's different from all the other iterations of Neo that came before him, all the other iterations of the one has something to do with his love with Trinity. And this kind of backs that up. So I like that part of it, but also it's really stupid because it's like whenever they come together, he's talking about there's a problem or something but then they make it like literal like literally whenever they touch each other there's like a big blast of energy (laughs) stupid the power (laughs) of their relationship exactly like their love (laughs) creates magnetic fields or something it's weird it's kind of dumb like i would have been okay with it if it was just like this time trinity trinity wakes up she got resurrected she's got more more matrix power that would have been okay yeah. But like that was like that was like oh come on they're fucking tag teaming and they're make, causing explosions. I was a bit like <laughs> Neo's using like force fields now. Mm. What's that about? Use kung fu and guns. That's what I like. Use the he's, guns and the kung fu. He's using <laughs> Matrix Kamehamehas. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it it kind of feels very Star Warsy when he does it sometimes. Uh, His powers changed. He's yeah. he's he's died and he got older. And stuff, yeah, no, can't fly. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, good though, because like I said, I did complain a little bit about that because flying, you know, takes the danger out. He can just fly away from a fight, and in this one, they're like, "Can you still fly?" And he's like, "No." And then there's a really cool chase, so that that was good. I like that. And then he's like, "They're like, can you can you fly away?" And he tries it, and it's like, "No, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> like he gave it an honest try, and he was like, "Sorry, I can't do it." <laughs> oh, I guess we. One, I'm sorry, a positive because we all agreed that, like, in the Matrix, the original Matrix movies, nobody had personalities. So much personality in this movie. That's true. Yeah, that, that that's actually pretty true. Like, some of the miscellaneous people who are there, I could actually tell apart in this movie. Yeah, they weren't all just also in a trench coat with a gun. They, yeah. it's like, oh, that's the guy with the thing, and that's the guy from the other ship, and he was this guy was yelling about whatever. And, yeah. The the one negative, and I know I'm probably like there's an easy answer for it because I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on with Io, the city, right? Like, how did that form? Like, how did that become a thing? I mean, they kindly say about the civil war of the machines and stuff, and some uh, sided with them. I'm like, oh, is that like a hybrid of a machine and human city? You're gonna have to watch Animatrix too. Hopefully, they do that because I I want to learn. <laughs> I felt like that, that they were setting something up like that. They're setting up like 
oh, there's an anime backstory for this, and you got to watch it. It's only on Toonami or some shit like that. <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the analyst, uh, I like him, but at times I did get distracted that was that it was Neil Patrick Harris, especially like when he's talking to Neo. That's what uh, I was saying, yeah. Like when he's like, "Oh shit," he he knows and stuff, and then obviously when he's at the bike sh- uh, garage area, yeah, uh, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of too hokey" because he's like all speeding up and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, let me go get this apple and put it in front of the bullet." And... Yeah, he's being a little too silly. Like yeah. I want a little silly, obviously, but I feel like they overcorrected from uh, what was the guy's name, the architect or whatever. Vis-a-vis, mm. I'm a fucking loser and it looked like the colonel <laughs> like they, they kind of overcorrected a little bit but whatever i i still like him better i like that character and i like neil patrick harris it's just a little distracting yeah so the scene like we're obviously and, and the, the, again with the world and stuff like is this the analyst modal or is this the matrix main simulation because well, my impression was he just took over this is this is the matrix now uh, he's in charge, and he redid the whole thing, and he made it work because because he has Neo and Trinity, and now who knows what they're going to do because they're like, oh, we're going to remake a bunch of stuff. What's that mean? What happens? Yeah, and both Neo and Trinity had their own handlers. Like, obviously, Neo had that fat dude who was like, oh, I'm going to wingman for you in the coffee oh, shop. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And then the Trinity's was that, that guy who, Cush, uh, I think his name was, I don't know. It started with a cave, and he went to like. Remember when he came in, Neo, and he was all banged up and shit. And she's like, "Oh my god, Kush, call a doctor!" Like that was Trinity's handler. So like, come to think of it, why does Neo's fat loser handler act like, "Oh, let's go talk to her" or whatever? Wouldn't he want to steer Neo away from Trinity? Yeah, that's another thing that I didn't like about this movie. Is that makes sense? Also, why? Why? Well, hang on now. Why even have them in the same city? Why not make Trinity like, oh, New you, York? You, you like motorcycles, but you live in New Orleans, and then <laughs> let Neo be in like, I, why? Because why are they both Neil, in the same city? Neil Patrick Harris said that their the power of their yearning for their relationship is what makes his Matrix work. Right. Okay. So as dumb as that each sounds, each other at the coffee shop all the time. It's silly. So they're like makes so, more power or whatever okay so pretty much what they're saying is both of them put out more power than the masses i guess for the matrix to run i guess yeah because they, they talk about now that there's peace they can't use mankind the same way they were using them to make power so there was infighting in the machines and this was the solution is now they make an outrageous amount of power because they're both weirdo the one and the two or whatever the two. I know, if I can... mm-hmm. sequel um i didn't the li- one and the other one yeah <laughs> i i didn't like the whole botted stuff sometimes because i i kind of miss the old agents just like turning into blue pillars meaning you know people in the matrix they could be whoever they want to be yeah and they kind of do show that old trick with uh agent smith when he comes to the coffee shop like because th- there's another question that i'm kind of like what the fuck why is he the only one that can't get away from bullet time Did, like why is he f- 
as fast as the analyst. That's never said, and maybe we'll find out in some animatrix or whatever. Uh, I still want to know why why Smith still exists at all. Like, why is he why is he still in that code? Didn't they eliminate him? Whatever. Well, Agent Smith did put himself into Neo, and that's the only connection I could come up with. Is that technically Smith's code is now on Neo? So that's I guess I guess what I'm learning about this movie is it makes me want to see a sequel. So I guess good on them. Yeah, because there is I, I have a lot of questions. The, well, they leave it open for that reason. Will will they come back and when's the next time they're gonna make this movie? Because Trinity is getting old, Neo's getting older, unless they have bugs being a new person. I really thought they were gonna let him die when they jumped. I was like Oh my god, they're gonna kill these characters and we're gonna get, you know, Morpheus, Bugs, all these other people, but nah, they couldn't do it. They couldn't pull it off. Yeah. They wimped out. <laughs> um What do you guys think of the whole Trinity named Tiffany and having children and have a husband named Chad? <laughs> I thought it was silly. Um, that's that's pretty on the nose. Yeah, I was like, this is pretty stupid. <laughs> and like they, she hit him so hard later. Yeah, and they still put it over at the end because when they went to the analysts and they're all talking that mumbo jumbo shit, that I'm kind of like, so what's the point now? Is like Neo and Trinity are they over the analysts now because they could pretty much put things back into place in the Matrix? What, what what's happening here i don't understand that. i don't know now in in kind of this movie's defense at the end he's like what are you gonna do remake everything you can't and they're like yeah we fucking are we're gonna go remake this world however we like it a sky filled with rainbows or whatever the fuck we want to do and the original matrix kind of ends with the same well now what the fuck are they gonna do because the original matrix ends with a phone call and neo's talking to i don't know who doesn't matter and he says, I'm going to show these people something you don't want them to see. You know, he's going to wake everyone up. And then it plays in, oh, God, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And then it goes right into that Rage Against the Machine song as he flies into the sky. And it's fucking bad as hell, and I love it. And this one, like, it's it's trying to do the same thing, but, man, they fumble so many balls. <laughs> it's like that shitty cover and... It, it both of them are just, are kind of like trying to be badass and be like we're gonna make this world however we want it but i i feel like they take away from it i, I don't know it's just you can't you can't out the, the original matrix had one of the most fucking hardcore badass endings to any movie ever i think i just love that yeah and i guess another question to you guys because i like the character i like that she still has you know, some mystery to her, but like they underperformed uh, or they undersold Sati, I think, in this, unless they're making more movies that she will build up to what she's going to become. I guess from what I understand, she's just like a weird, she, she just exists only in that one machine that looks like a, it's like an invisible, it's got like the active camo for Metal Gear and it's a manta ray. It's strange. <laughs> Well, well, the thing is, remember, she was always hanging out with the Oracle and like she was like, I guess, kind of teaching her the Oracle ways. And she kind of has this Oracle vibe to her where she's like sitting by this fucking well all day, apparently. Um, and she's doing stuff via that that robot thing that she uh, flies around in the real world. 
And I'm kind of like, well, is she important? Like, she talks about her father building those pods for Neo and, and Trinity mm-hmm. and then get imprisoned by uh, the analyst. Uh, and then it's like, oh, Niobe knows Sati. And then, like, Neo is there and he's like, whoa, who, who, who are you supposed to be? Like, I know you're Sati, but, like, are you the Oracle? And it never gets told. It's like she was kind of just thrown in there. Unless they're building up again for a, a, another trilogy. I didn't get the impression that she's a replacement for the Oracle. Like, like literally, I think it's more like she is a powerful program who is on their side and can help guide mm-hmm. them in these ways. Like, it, it honestly, the Oracle was kind of better because the Oracle would just tell them what they needed to hear, and then our heroes have to figure it out on their own. Sati just comes to them is like, I have a plan. I have a heist plan to steal Trinity, and we're gonna do it. And then they do it. Like. I love heists, but you know, it was, it was pretty like just a real quick week kind of thing. And she kind of does this thing where she like, she wants revenge because of her father. Um, but at the same time, you're just like, wait, so were you supposed to do this? Or are you doing this on revenge or is it two birds and uh, one stone kind of thing? We're just like, Oh shit. I want to beat the analyst. And also we have this situation. So it's whatever. So, I don't know. I, I'm like 50-50 with Sati. Zach, what about you? What would you think about the character? She wasn't in it enough and did enough for me to form much of an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a negative for me on that stuff. Uh, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> what do you think of the Trinity heist, by the way? Like, that operation. Do you think it was... Do you think it's memorable uh, in any way? No, I thought it was no. boring. They yeah. should have devoted... They, like, you can't... Uh, it was too weak. They they should have either, like, fully committed and make that, like, almost the entire final act, or they should have just not even bothered with it. As it's much. like they very quickly glossed over the all the mechanics and moving parts of it, like how the, the plan. Mm. And just it just started doing it. Just started going into it while they were explaining what they were going to do, but they didn't explain what they were going to do very well either. Yeah, like I didn't understand. They were like, "Oh, I've never done this before. We're going to do this weird thing where we plug bugs in real quick and we take Trinity out." But then for some reason we get to unplug bugs anyway. Like I didn't really understand I, yeah. the rules. What what was going on? I didn't get it. It was like they just wanted to like, uh, uh, how do we do this? I, I I don't know. They just do it. Figure it out. I feel like the first <laughs> draft of the script was like, and they can't get Trinity out, but then they get Trinity out. <laughs> <laughs> I I got one thing to talk about because they threw the scene in there, and I like this part could have been taken out because remember when he's sitting there, uh, and this random, the random person on the ship, uh, and I know she's like part of Bug's crew, but she walks in and she talks about you know is this gonna work. And he's like, well, I he, when I was becoming the one, she believed in me, and it's my turn to believe her and all that stuff. And then she goes, well, I'm doing this for her. And this is where I'm kind of like, is she talking about Trinity? Or is she talking about bugs? Because is there like some romantic thing between this person and bugs? But then like... The, the person, I don't... She has like the little swiggly hair braids... That uh, that's the other girl in the group. It's, not, it's only her and Bugs, I believe. Yeah, Christina Ricci. 
I have no idea. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but she she goes in the room and she's like, I'm doing this for her because remember this is supposed to be like a, some suicide mission, uh, which it didn't feel like a suicide mission. Um, but she's like, I'm doing this for her, and I'm like, who is it for? Trinity or Bugs? It, that didn't specify. They only hinted it that like it might have been Trinity because that's her think, hero. I think the impression I got was that it was Trinity. I, I can't yeah. recall what you're talking about specifically, but I, uh, I think that's what it was. Uh, she, she was fangirl for her. She's like, oh my god. She's like my hero. Because mm -hmm. if you're female, you can't look up to a male. It's just not possible, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be fair. And I, I, I want to say this before we get into the whole and then uh, well more of neo and trinity was there any woke agenda in this film i can't find anything as far as that there's there's been reviewers like it's so woke because now trinity is the one and i'm like no it doesn't matter that doesn't matter at all they're both the oh, really one. i mean yeah it's like they both are it's like she can fly now and she she's a little better at fighting than what she was but neo's fucking dropping bombs on people mm. <laughs> it's fine like I don't I don't see that that was honestly my worry for this movie is it was gonna be like by committee and they were gonna be like we're gonna have like some trans stuff because well you know what you're asking we're gonna have some other you know, no not at all it was just a good movie like yeah. no and I, I kept seeing shit like from the opposite side of the aisle so to speak saying like oh this movie reclaims the phrase red pill and it's like I watched this movie I'm like what the fuck are you talking about it's still <laughs> the same way People are just, they just, they're, they're trying to see what they want to see. And yeah. No. Mm. <laughs> that, that, I don't know. <laughs> and I give respect to Lana Wachowski because, like, I thought the same thing. I, I was still going to watch it no matter what because I'm a big Matrix fan. Um, I had to see for myself, right? Yeah. And, and, like, the whole time I'm like, oh, this is going to be some woke agenda. There might be some pol a lot of politics. No, she just made a fun movie. And, uh, and I remember that interview where she pretty much said, like, you know, you know, yeah, stuff's about me and my life, but it's like, I'm not, that's not going to be in my movie. It's, I'm not going to make it all about that and all that stuff. No. Which a lot of people wanted. That's, that's the movie they wanted to see. And yeah. I, I wonder if some of the negative reviews aren't like, well, this movie doesn't mean anything. Ugh. Well, when I started hearing about like Trinity being the one that's kind of like wokeish, I was like, I'm turning this review off because. It's just gonna be nonsense. And first, they make the Ghostbusters female, and now the ones female. <laughs> <laughs> then they make a, a Ghostbusters box set with the new one. They snub the one with Paul Feig made, and all <laughs> because it sucks. <laughs> uh, the end, like like you said, Andy, the ending was flat compared to like the first one, where you're just like, yeah. get in it. You're like, fuck yeah. And that's what made it exciting for the second and third movie. And I still have a lot of questions, but like, at the like he flies up and he go, and, and it goes, come on! And then the, the music like gets really into it. That does, you don't get that for this movie. It's just like, oh, okay, it's over. I yeah. sat through the entire credits being like, there better fucking be something at the end of these credits. And then there was, and then I was even more disappointed. Yes. Because <laughs> it was the stupidest part of the movie somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed it. What was it? Oh, the, those guys are talking about, you know, they're trying to talk about what to do with the next Matrix game. And the guy's like, the cats. two of the guys are talking about, oh, it's all about sensory. Uh, it's not about games anymore. It's about sensory experiences. We need a whole series of cat videos called the cat tricks. And then it just cuts to black. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It was like, well, that wasn't even funny. Like, 
that wasn't even a good joke. You can't, you can't close on that. It's awful. <laughs> I, I really, and I know this is sounding because I want more of it. Uh, the whole civil war between the machines. I, I want to know more about that. That's another episode of the Animatrix too. You want, yeah. you want more, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't. Is that what it is? Well, the thing is, I don't want. I don't. Good way to describe the rest of the, the this whole movie. Like, I mean, we already made. I already said it's like a cover, but it really makes me want more, and I mean that in both a good and bad way. And I wonder if she was like kind of beta testing this movie. Like, one, she didn't want to do it because she's like, I'm tired. Let me. I want to do something different. Um, and maybe she was like, maybe she's testing ideas, maybe for another matrix that will go a different way or maybe all the stuff that we saw in this movie might be in a future movie of lana wachowski that could all the stuff that we see ideas will be there maybe that's that's a thing that will happen um it felt flat i i and zach to answer your question with the wanting more yeah i do want more uh, do I want another movie? Maybe like a show. I think you could evolve the show with this world of the Matrix. Um, which the could... show would have to have an outrageous budget to keep Keanu Reeves and, to a lesser extent, Carrie Moss in it. I think. Well, that's the is thing. she a big actress? Is she is she a big name? It's worth a lot of money. I I, I feel I mean she's not going to get as much as Keanu Reeves, but I feel like she would get a fair amount. Neil Patrick Harris. Well, I don't know. Neil Patrick Harris is getting bigger. I don't know if that he's, would matter or not. I think he's already big. It's just he he did the what the fuck was the show? How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. He's set I mean, for that's, life. that's like where he he got start. Yeah. He's but set now, for life now he's now. in movies. Now he's now he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's a B plus A minus actor, I think. And I I don't know what else to say about this movie because the beginning had hope, and then it fizzled out near the end. But I if, want that version of the, this movie so bad where it's just like a fuck you and it really is his delusion. But at the end, they're like, oh, but was it? Uh, God, dude, I want that version so bad. It would be so much better. But mm. eh, whatever, this is this is this is OK. I, I think that's kind of the takeaway is it feels like a cover, but I enjoy the cover of one of my favorite songs as well. Less so, than the original. Yeah, less. I don't enjoy it as much <laughs> as the original version, but. I get some enjoyment out of it. And uh, the other takeaway is I have a lot of questions. And if they make another movie that answers some of them, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board. Make another one, I guess. I'm oh, You suckered me in. I know it goes against everything that I that I feel inside. Because honestly, at the end of the day, they shouldn't have bothered to make this movie at all. Oh. E- even with all the positives that we've talked about lumped into a pile, I, it still doesn't justify bothering to do this at all mm. it wasn't positive enough whatever we've opened we've opened the box let's fucking unpack the whole thing might as well make a couple more of these who cares and that's uh, that was their plan and that's what i like about the movie so much is that it takes that corporate and and uh production company's mindset and puts it out there and say how hey, this is stupid why do we keep on doing this and put blatant uh, nostalgia and be like, Hey, you guys remember this? Hey, yeah. Remember it, remember it, remember. And I think that's why it took a really long time. Uh, because they're just like, that's kind of, 
that's kind of what I mean by having their cake and eating it too. It's like they're trying to be like, huh, see, like why all these sequels and all this this fucking fan service? Oh, wait, there's a ton of that in this movie. There's a lot of them showing clips of things that happened already that we know fucking happened already. Instead mm. of like trying to make up a clever way to shoot it to remind you of it personally. No, they just they just show you. Mm. I don't like that. I mean, I digged it a little bit because it's like they're trying to restart his brain a little bit with the memories, and that's how it's like showing that it's a what happened was a reality, even though it was in a fucking simulation. <laughs> uh, I do like that they throw in the steak, by the way, where Keanu Reeves is eating that juicy steak like uh, Cypher did in the first one. Because remember, bliss, brother. Yeah, Cypher wanted to go back. And he ate that juicy steak because he's like, I remember. went over my head. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves was eating a nice juicy steak. So that was an Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, my final thing is just like what you said, Andy and Zach, this should have never been made. Uh, should have been left alone. If anything, I would have wanted a different type of crew trilogy with something new happening in the matrix without the neo and trinity be like oh the one has died and you know he's not here anymore and this is what's happening between the new faction of the machines against you know the hybrids of the humans and machines that are working together like i would have digged that version more than being like we need to bring back the one (laughs) and and trinity just so we could milk this franchise even more because we have Keanu Reeves on the, the thing. Again, not dissing him, but there should be something new. But uh, I recommend it. Zach, what about you? What's your final thoughts? Um, It's... Uh, I don't dislike it. I don't really like it a whole lot either, though. It's okay. <laughs> and I don't know that I... I guess I'd recommend it if you're a huge Matrix fan. I'm not. I don't consider myself a huge Matrix fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the first movie a lot. Uh, I like the second one pretty well, too. But, like, I'm not a fan of this franchise or anything, necessarily. Gotcha. Uh, and so that's that's where I sit. Andy, did you say recommend it or not recommend it? I don't know if you said it. Eh, mostly. I, I, I stand by the statement of this movie doesn't need to exist but hell as long as it does it's not that bad it's worth watching uh don't listen to the haters but also there's no reason to listen to the zealots either it's just an all right movie i uh you know don't rush out to the theater to see it but if you got hbo max and you want to watch a nice two and a half hour action movie yeah check it out it's pretty good yeah check it out um so i guess we'll get into our final rankings here Let's get the Christmas out of the way because I think we we all agreed on Facebook that we don't. That is here. Yeah, we we don't need to rank it. The way we watched it, Silent Night, Deadly Night is number one. Jingle All the Way comes at number two, and then uh, A Karate Christmas Miracle at number three for ranking of those Christmas movies. But the big thing is the uh the Matrix ranking, and I'm gonna tell you mine since I have it written down, and I'm I'll go from four to one. So at number four, I have The Matrix Revolutions. At number three, I have The Matrix Resurrections. At number two, I have The Matrix Reloaded. And at number one is The Matrix. So we still have Zach 
uh, and Andy putting their list together right now, posting it so that uh, we could almost get to our final uh, ranking. So I do see all three of us have the Matrix at number one. So Duh. yeah, the, the Matrix is better than all three sequels put together. Mm hmm. So we all agree on that. The Matrix, the first one, is number uno, the best one out of the four. Uh, and Zach's almost done. So, Zach, what is your picks since you're finishing it? He's almost almost typing, and he has to put his scores in. He was close. All right. There. Um... I didn't want to hear you guys hear a bunch of clicky clacks because my <laughs> my keyboard's mechanical. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Matrix is is number one. Uh. Eight point eight out of ten. Uh. Matrix Reloaded seven point seven out of ten. Matrix Revolution six point eight out of ten, and then Matrix Resurrections six point one out of ten. Okay, Andy, you're up. Mm. Matrix is the best one. Coming into this, I was ready to just for the sake of conversation and argument i was ready to put resurrections at two just because like oh it was pretty good you know it's a serviceable movie but the more i think about it the more i think reloaded really is the better the better movie so i gotta go with matrix is number one i'm sticking with reloaded at number two and i think resurrections is at three i'm with dubs on this one and then revolution is at four i think there it's it's hard it's really hard this is one of the hardest rankings i've had to do for the show just because resurrections feels so different than the other two i almost feel like you know ranking like we and we've done that before we've ranked like outrageously different genres just because they were the same actor or actress or director we, we've done that before mm-hmm but with the Matrix, it's kind of hard because I felt like a, a big part of my life, I've been trying to do this thing where I like half-heartedly defend the sequels because everyone's always like, oh, they were terrible. <laughs> well, they were like not great, but they're fine. They're pretty good movies. And here I am at Resurrections with the exact same opinion, pretty much. It's fine. It's a pretty good movie. So the prop- it, it's really it's really difficult because I see stuff that I like in all of them, but I think at the end of the day, I gotta give it to Reloaded because the whole second half of that movie is just fucking balls to the wall, kick ass fun. And uh, Resurrections, like I said, that first third is really cool. I think the first third of Resurrections is better than Revolutions. Mm. So I'll, I'll, I'll side I'll side with you, Dubs. I'll go with uh, what is that? One, two, four, three. Yeah. So. My my reason why I put Resurrections under Reloaded is because Reloaded, to me, always ha- personally that ending, that cliffhanger where he stops the the machine outside in the real world, and you're just like, "Holy, what the fuck is going on here?" And then this one is just like having a stupid conversation with the analyst, and they fly away, and you're, and you're just like, "That could have been better. That could have been done so." <laughs> Like, like if you want us to have more and to like put us on a cliffhanger, maybe 
Maybe this was a plan to make the fucking ending stupid so that Lana Wachowski would be like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> oh, I don't have to make another one now. I'm yeah. suckers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go cash some checks. <laughs> so uh, that's what I think. But like the reason why I like it over Revolutions is because the way Revolutions ended where he's just like this Jesus figure and he's in, he has to go fight all the million agent Smiths and then loses and all that stuff. I, I didn't like that compared to resurrections. I, that that's yeah. I think you're right. Uh, resurrections as flat as the ending is, it's better than the ending of revolutions. Yeah. I didn't even consider that, but I think you're right. Yeah. So like, I know I'm kind of like mumbling because I'm just like trying to put this in my brain because you're you, coming you, up with it as you go yeah no because because we at the end we kind of like broke apart this movie and uh fairly we did that um and i'm just like well i hope i don't stumble on the other movies where i'm just like i made this point and then resurrections has the same kind of points and you're just like well why did i like it a little bit more so that's, that's what i was saying like i'm kind of on the same page with all three sequels to some degree there's stuff about revelations or revolutions whatever that i like better than reloaded even there's elements of it that are better but i guess if you're trying to look at the movies as a whole yeah that's kind of what i come to yeah zach i guess since you're the odd one here since you have resurrections do you want to fight this in any way or is it just because you're not a big matrix fan and you're just like that's why the movie was just flattened the worst, uh, worst no. out of the others. I feel like the third one is it fits in with the other two movies. It's more concise. It bookends that whole narrative, which totally it fits better. It, sure. it, which to me speaks more to than you know what this movie did. Really, it's it, that movie's like has its place. It it's the end. Or at least it was, it was supposed to be. Yeah. And then this one's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and I don't know. I didn't, the, the whole, oh, Neo's a Jesus figure shit at the end of three. They've been doing that the enti- through all three of those movies. That's just the culmination of it. They're always, Morpheus is always talking about, he'll be the one to fix the shit. He's the one. He's the one. And they do that through all three movies. I think what really um, puts me over the edge is like they make the light into like a cross and I'm just like, ah, stop it. <laughs> sure, it's real on the nose, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me as much. No, um, but <clears throat> I don't know. The third one also leaves you. Uh, it's like, what the fuck's going to happen now? I don't know. And it's over. And this one just. Yeah, they have a, a a conversation with Neil Patrick Harris. They fly away smiling, and it feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Um, to me, even with all like the the weird hang ups people have with the third one, it's still a better movie than this one is. Okay. Well, I I respect your opinion, but I'm still gonna keep it at number three. So you're out number two you're to one. You're just a fanboy. You're just you're just wanting to lap up whatever they throw you. You you know what I. It, it, maybe our brains are wired to watch all this like generic shit now with superhero movies and nostalgia reboots and all that stuff. And maybe my brain is like, 
Man, I loved Resurrection because of the nostalgia. <laughs> Your brain's rot now. Yeah. You got the nostalgia rot. Yeah, so. I've got nostalgia. I, I have a soft spot for nostalgia stuff, too. But um, I, did, I didn't have nostalgia for this, this series. So you might that might need to be taken into consideration. Yeah. I, like I said, I respect it, but my my nostalgia outweighs it i guess <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight over it it's just like yeah i just like that third movie better it feels i could i like the trilogy the one two three i feel like i could someday in the future be like you know what i'm gonna watch all three matrix movies i'm not gonna count that fourth one maybe i'll watch the montage of keanu reeves suffering <laughs> and i'll call it a day and you know what the, the the Unreal Engine Five experience that they did with the uh, the Matrix stuff, like I was they, thinking about that during the movie. Yeah, they also did like the the uh, fourth wall there where he's like, "Don't trust marketing because marketing just does shit." And he puts that in in the game that you play. It was fun for me too because it like I, I got the impression that you could you with a few minor alterations that presentation of the in real five thing could have been right out of the matrix universe like mm-hmm. that was in the matrix like they were talking about the game because he had made the matrix games like i don't that, that's what i thought about it. i thought that was good i i thought they were gonna tie it somehow because when i heard he was like a video game designer i'm like oh no like did, did we just play his game that would be great mm-hmm. marketing in a way if you think yeah. about it uh but no they they didn't do that they just said he did the three movies, and every time we had footage of his his game, it was just a movie, <laughs> and that was weird too. Uh, but the final list, everybody, at number four, The Matrix Revolutions. At number three, The Matrix Resurrections. At number two, The Matrix Reloaded. And at number one, The Matrix. Now, my next question to you guys is if there's a sequel, and since we got like three R's now as their sequel name, what is the next R word? That they're gonna use revelations. Yeah, revelations is the one I all I accidentally say all the time. So, <laughs> what you need to did, can you give me an update on your status on, on revelations? By the way, oh Rubs? oh yeah, I'm almost done. <laughs> I was like, no, what? no, he's not. He what fucking fuck you did, about? <laughs> he fucking forgot all about it. No, no, because what he just said revelations. I'm like, wait, what? What? Are you talking about the Bible? What's going on here? Yeah. Have you been reading your Bible lately? <laughs> no. I- I'm almost done. I got two more okay. chapters. So. Um, Good. Anyway, that, that that's our final ranking. Our next thing we're going to be doing now, you'll be surprised when the, the episode goes up. Because I haven't picked the Twilight Zone episodes yet. And I'm sure these guys haven't. So we're not going to be releasing that. You're just going to be surprised. And be like, whoa, Twilight Zone episodes. Just watch, just watch a fuckload of Twilight Zone, and hope that Do you picked it. <laughs> um, we don't have any news because obviously it's the holidays. Um, I'm trying to think what I'm doing. I'm oh, I might be doing some stuff on my YouTube channel on Joe Dubs Thirty Five. Uh, teasing uh, game journal, right? Well, Game Journal is the the channel, uh, but I, on Saturdays I have the X Dubs live show, which is all about Xbox stuff. X Dubs, so that was X one. Files. Yes, man, I should do the do 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 as my theme song. Um, 
are you guys doing anything uh, next week? I know you guys are going to some con, right? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the big thing. <laughs> You're on Magfest. You come up to us, we'll beat you up and take your money. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, I listen to your podcast. We'll be like, no, you don't, nerd. Fuck you, and then we'll just shove you into a wall and take your money. I won't. I'll give you a high five. <laughs> and then we'll be shunned for the germs. <laughs> and since these guys are going to be at MAGFest next week, that means we're not having an episode. So we'll be returning January 11th um, for the Twilight Zone month. Uh, but until next time, and before we sign off here, you could find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Everything podcast look it up just be like hey big trouble little podcast and boom we're there and then me and zach will get back to the nemesis project that's why he said revelations and then me and zach will get back to doing some getting some color as well so keep an eye out with some wrestling but until next time everybody peace out thanks for listening see ya